Marissa Nadler, that's her new record, For My Crimes. 
and the title track. And Marissa Nadler is here. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You bet. So um, this came out today, right? It did. Wow, that's fantastic. It sounds so beautiful. And you were telling me about this cello player mm-hmm. um, who played on that, that ending. That is just incredible. Yeah, Janelle, Janelle Lepine is her name. She lives in D.C. I see. And, and how, did you, how did you meet her? Um, through Randall Dunn, who produced uh, July and Strangers, my last two records. He introduced me to her. Wow. And um, she's, he, she's come on tour with me a bit. Was she in Seattle at one point? Is I that how he knew her? I think she did live okay. in Seattle at mm-hmm. one point. Right, right. Are you, um, did you, you didn't work with him on this record, right? You worked with him for many records up until. Yeah, t- I worked with him for those two. And right. this record, because there were different types of songs, I just wanted to try something new for, um, in a different location. And right. um, I will work with Randall again. I think on my next, like, rec- my next rock record. You know, like he does lots of good things, but I think I'll probably want to make something really different then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good to work with different different people because you get different ideas and exactly and, and different things. Who did you? Where did you record this? Not in Seattle this time. No, so this rec- um, was recorded in Laurel Canyon in California, oh, cool. and by two producers, Lawrence Rothman and Justin Raisin. And I found them because I really liked Angel Olson's last record, and she's a friend of mine, and I just really liked the sound of her voice on it. So I just looked at who recorded it, mm-hmm. like the um, the way that it was recorded. So I reached out, and they already liked my music, and I went and tried at the studio. It was this cool little uh, kind of home studio, kind mm-hmm. of, and cozy up in the hills of Hollywood. Nice. Yeah. That's great. So that's that's interesting. I mean, I, I do that too. Sometimes if I if I... If I like a record, I'll go and see who who you know who was involved, and then get in touch with them. That's a really good way of doing it. When you say producer, how much are they really producing? Are you? I mean, you, <laughs> you're in control like this. of this, right? For yeah, the most part. I mean, definitely. I'm a pretty headstrong artist, and have I, I'm on independent labels, so I call the sh- shots. But they're, um, you know, they had a lot to do with the microphones chosen. Like sure, and right. um, Justin works in a totally different kind of vein or genre of songwriters than I'm normally kind of grouped in with, and so he has a background as a songwriter. So if anything, I think his he gave he I chose I decided to work with him because he explained to me why Leave the Light On, one of my demos, was more popular on, <laughs> than any other record uh, song on eight albums, basically. And, and, and what was that? Did it have to do with the duration? It had or? to do with the structure, oh, the like structure. song structure. And I had this long conversation with him. I was in Switzerland, and he was like, I was writing, and we were on the phone, and basically he said, it hits the chorus, like with it, it was like a mathematical <laughs> equation. I am an incredibly right. organic and um, artist that doesn't use that, that side of my brain so much mm-hmm. when I'm writing songs. So it was it was really enlightening. And then I thought about it and thought he was right because you know the production on that songs is horrible. The 
and didn't cost any money. It was recorded on an internal microphone on a laptop. If anything, it just made me really make sure the songs were as tight as possible so that no matter how they were produced, it would Interesting. be okay. So, in other words, maybe the verses, don't let the verses go too long before a chorus and things like that. Those that, were his, like, like, tips pre-writing, just wow. like, like okay. he just broke it down okay. into a way that I've had many different producers over the years that have had a lot to do with the atmosphere and the background. But the sounds and so forth, mm-hmm. but not so much the songs. I mean, if, it's interesting if you have a producer who's a songwriter, that's got to be a huge advantage in a way. It really was because they weren't, if anything, they were the most non-producer producers I've ever worked with. They told me not to have a band. They encouraged me to play all the bass pedals myself and um, and hmm. to take the reverb off. Which So it was like reverse production. I mean, there's still a little reverb, but it's a huge, that's the one big difference on this record. And I'm... Um, because I, I kind of realized it was pretty atmospheric even without it. Right, right. The music is atmospheric anyway, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I mean, you, you you said something interesting there that I, I didn't ask you the last time you were here, which was probably, on, I guess, your last record. He said, you know, you you don't need a band or something like that. Yeah, I, I have a band, but I my band's on hiatus right now. Mm-hmm. But there's something nice about when the band's rehearsing. You get together as a group. There's a musical collaboration thing. You get to form a sound. There's a social aspect to it too. You know, yeah. it's it's you know, there's it's it's kind of fun. I mean, do you ever do you ever feel like you you're missing that, or, or yeah. you you just feel like no, I'm I'm I'd much rather just do it myself than have a band, a local band. I mean, local a local band that you're rehearsing with every week. Yeah. Does, or does that just feel like too much of a headache? No, it doesn't. You know, I think I've failed for some reason to, like, find community mm-hmm. because I'm a little bit of a loner. And, like, in the true essence of the word, my writing process is uh, extremely hermetic. And um, the songwriting itself, like, I have trouble focusing, I think. So I just need, like, the sensory mm-hmm. blackout. But yes, when I was on Strangers, it had a band and I had a great time touring with the band. And, um, you know, I definitely will have musicians with me on this record tour because, yeah, it's too, it's brutal to be out there by yourself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right, right. But even the even the strangers band was not here, right? They were in they were Seattle. Yeah, group. Uh, you know. Is that is that, am I right about that? You were yeah. very right. Like, I I don't know what it is. <laughs> I love Boston. You know, it's where my family lives. It's where I grew up, and I've lived here. But yeah, I mean, you and I have had conversations about how um, <laughs> provincial it is here and parochial and all these kind. It's a very clicky kind of town. And and yeah, it it's compared to other. I mean, I'm in New York a lot, so I can compare easily compare it to New York. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying it's just different in that way. But I can I can I get that. You know, I, I definitely get that. Well, yeah, like I can't remember the last time a musician from Boston, besides you, wrote me an email at all, like so or yeah. anything. But you know, that's I just also, Boston, right? That's I think kinda, so. Yeah. I think Northeast. It's. I don't know what it is, but I love it here. I mean, the landscape is really 
and the seasons. The seasons are great. A lot to do yeah. with my write, like my lyrics. I think. Yeah, yeah, I hear that in the music too. So let's play another track off of this. What would be another one? Um, how about Blue Vapor? That's one of my favorite yeah. favorite tracks. Me too. Marissa Nadler is here. She has a new record out. It's called For My Crimes. It came out today. And uh, stick around. We'll be playing more of her music. All the times that you called me up Wishing you would be mine in the morning I cannot Far 
Larissa Nadler is here, and we're listening to her new record. That was I Can't Listen to Gene Clark Anymore. I love that title. Thanks. Yeah, the, spe- the, the specificity of it is, is great. I mean, that kind of reminds me of, there's a, there's a Joni, Re- Joni Mitchell record called Blue, you probably know. Yeah. And there's that, there's that song, uh, um, last The Last Time, time I Saw Richard. Richard. Yeah. yeah. And That's I love how specific songs. that is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really, it used to be, before I heard that song, I always thought, well, it's good to keep it abstract because it can, more people can relate to it and so forth. But when you're, you know, uh, there's a lot of specificity on this record. You know, the, the song we're going to play next, there's a odometer reading. Yeah. You know, and then there's, there's I can't listen to Gene Clark anymore. There's all this specific stuff. And to me, that that takes it real personal. You know, and it really, I think it really brings brings you in. Do you, wh- when are you, how do you write lyrics? Are you Are you kind of, are you walking around with a notebook or are you... Are you kind of, do you write the music first and then sing along to it and sing nonsense words? Some people do that until they get words that work. Or How, how do you go about, because for me it's really hard. It's the hardest part. It is the hardest part. So like, I mean, it's easy for, for me to write melodies. That's the easiest thing. And everybody me has too. different yeah. strengths. And um, lyrics, this record's different than my other records in that I didn't have to, like Strangers, I had a different writing process than this one. This one, I had a practice space in Dudley Square, actually, in the basement. Oh, and cool. I was having trouble focusing in my space because it's just too much stuff. And I would go and write like a day job, um, work on those songs sitting on the floor. And it all kind of, I write the words a lot of the words um, at the same time, but I didn't really hit the stride for this record till right before I recorded this record. Like mm-hmm. I, all my demos, kind of got replaced by better ones. I see. Um, even all the failures kind of lead up to things. So, yeah, like for my crimes was written in one sitting with very few revisions and so was Blue Vapor but I think it's easier to write songs when you're having intense emotions at least for me so these were really just bursting out sometimes I've had to try very hard (laughs) yeah I mean when you say like a day job that means you're going in every day Mm-hmm. In the morning, and try and and this is lyrics or or music and lyrics. Both? All of it. Like wow. I ha- would sit with the guitar and a notebook, and record, mel- record like the very first demos on l- voice memo on my um, right. phone, or get home, listen to them, listen to them in the car. If any of the melodies stuck out, I they're keepers if I can remember them. Right. Yeah. If they stick around in mm-hmm. your in your brain. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I think lyrics to me is the is the hardest part. But I, I it sounds like you're writing. You're doing you're doing a lot of stuff on. You're writing on guitar. It sounds like right. I mean, you're not. Are you are you ever are you ever just driving around? And sometimes like the white noise can help you come up with a like a melody or or something like that. You know, no, I should do that more. And I also should take a notebook with me and write words separately. But for whatever reason, I'm usually just trapped in my head and mm-hmm. don't do either of those things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wanted to talk about Blue Vapor because we, we just played that, that, that track. 
and the video for that is everyone should go out and see this video. It's it's one of my favorite videos that I can remember. Oh, it it's unbelievable. I mean, what? And this is going to sound. This is not going to help the, the the listeners, but they can go out and watch it. But how did how did he or or I don't know who directed this. He or she. How did they come up with with? Did they come up with the concept for that that kind of paper paper model thing? And how yeah. did that whole thing come to be? So. We had the budget just to make one video, you know, and so it was an important, they are, especially if you want a good one. Um, And I have a fine art background, so I'm, and a background in making animated music videos. So I am kind of hard to wheel, I, I saw a bunch of treatments and they were good, but I wanted something that would really blow people's minds in a visual way. Um, This song is not really a linear story line as much as it is a feeling, and sometimes a music video doesn't have to have a linear narrative either. So I just looked at his Instagram, actually, Mm -hmm. The Wonders of Modern Technology, and I saw what he could do with effects, CGI, and I said, if there's anybody that can make my head explode <laughs> or turn, originally I wanted like my body or whatever little doll, uh, you know, to ex- kind of have the rib cage open up and this ephemera and crazy stuff to shoot out of it. And these were abstract ideas and not at all like, okay, a story that was going to happen. So Yeah, I think it's better to go abstract with the videos rather than have necess- necessarily have a linear... Yeah. So he, he, I went, I was in LA and we did like the green screen and, and then when he sent me the first draft, I told him to make it weirder. Um, and not cause I knew he was, he's done a lot of the drab majesty videos. His name is Thomas McMahon and he's just an incredible artist, like a real artist, mm-hmm. artist. Uh, when you say weird, or what? What was so conservative? <laughs> about well, I it? told him. That, well, we got rid of some symbolism that would lead it, the video and song, to be only interpreted one oh, way. Oh, right. Yeah, like, that's interesting. Sometimes videos can really press a meaning on a song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting because we're having this conversation, but nobody really talks about videos, and this is really important because you you put a video, and a lot of times people. Every time I hear that song now, I'm going to think of that video. And those exploding heads. Right. Yep. <laughs> right. And so I, I, took, I had him take a few things out that were and replace them with cooler, like, more visceral, uh, crazy effects. And I got, I, I got the moment that I was looking for when I was watching the final video for the first time in my inbox and I saw the fire coming out of the heads <laughs> and I got really excited, which is what I want. I mean, what else is the point of making a visu- visual accompaniment to music unless it gets you excited? Yeah. I mean, what what is that? Are they candle? Are they candles? Is I that, don't even know how, know how he made he it. I know that. he works with figurines. Some and, kind um, of candle, candle figurines or something like that. He yeah, does a lot of it on the computer, but didn't look com- too computery. It didn't look computery at all to Which me. It's awesome. It looked really, really like models floating on water and, you know, and the candles and everything. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Also, the shadows that he used were great. Your reflection on the on the walls and all that. I mean, that's... That's, that was really impressive. <laughs> you, everyone should go check this video out. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, because I don't really like being on camera. I'm not that type of yeah, musician. Exactly. Yeah.
I, I'm kind of that way too. Yeah, if I'm a cameo or something like that, you know, like the Alfred Hitchcock guy that kind of walks through. And but yeah, that's it's a great great work. So I want to play another um, track off. This is the one about about the car. Yeah. And what's the name of the piece? <laughs> this is, it's a very literal name of a song. Said goodbye to that car. Right. And and well, I'll let people listen to it and then we can talk about it because I have some questions about about this about the song. Marissa Nadler's here. This is Free Association right here on WZBC. Nadler, say goodbye to that car for my crimes. And Marissa Nadler is here. I want to ask you about that that song. Mm-hmm. Um, was there really a bullet hole in the <laughs> in yes, the car? There wow. certainly was. Um, I and a hole through the roof. Um, so it had a the car had a lot of history to it, and um, so the song is kind of about how cars encapsulate. 
eras of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like right. They're like the big band of our personal lives. And like songs too, like the Gene Clark songs and things like that. You know, certain songs have that history too. Yeah. Exactly. But maybe cars even more so because you're living in that car, especially someone like you who's <laughs> driving all the time to, mm-hmm. to shows and everything, right? Exactly. So yeah. I did. It was actually not even like that nice. It wasn't a nice car at all, you yeah. know, but it had a lot of lot of memories, I guess. Uh-huh. Character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I like the specificity of that, of all this stuff. And, and uh, you mentioned that it kind of had a, an Eleanor Rigby vibe at the end. I got it. That was interesting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like I sent this record to Janelle, Janelle after I took it home in its supposedly final form, you know. So when she first put the strings on, I was like, I don't know. Because <laughs> it didn't have, it was really much slower and didn't have that mm-hmm. jaunt. I, I quickly grew on me and I right. liked it. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. She's a real huge part of this record, it sounds like. I know, yeah. because I was I took her on tour for July, but then our schedules made it so she was not able to play on Strangers. Oh, I see. And so I wanted to, I invited her for this one because I like to have long, lo- loyal relationships with players. Yeah. I mean, I, I I, think having a community of musicians is good. You can draw from, yeah. you know, and you can kind of widen that as you go. But um, I, I noticed you also mentioned that Dana Cauley played on one of the, the first track. He's yeah, the only he's man on this only whole man. record. Wow. Yep. Wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, for people who don't know, he played in the band Morphine. He played uh, bass saxophone in that band. Actually, many saxophones, sometimes two at once. He's amazing. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Um, so um, did you... I, I have some other records I wanted to play of yours. Let's play a song off of off of your last record. Um, I like this song, Shadow Show, Diane. You know I oh, like yeah. this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, we'll get to some more music. You're listening to Free Association. This is WZBC 90.3. Passing by 
Marissa Nadler is here. We're playing some of her music. That was Was It a Dream from July 2014, and Shadow Show Diane was before that from the record Strangers, which came out a couple years ago. Um, and she has a new record out called For My Crimes. Um, beautiful stuff. I mean, I think you 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 feel like those those last three records are you said were your the the records you feel are more are you, you feel more confident with. Yeah, I mean, I think. I I just started when I was very young, so I don't really know if my voice really arrived until May July. Interesting. As a writer, I don't know. Don't yeah. don't quote me on that. Yeah, <laughs> Obviously, okay. it will be on the internet forever. <laughs> right. But I'm like one of those people that can't. I can't. I can't listen. I know to how it is. Yeah, all. I have the same problem. And um, <laughs> the the reverb thing is interesting though because. You said at one point, I think maybe last time you were here, that that having the reverb, um, you're you're much more comfortable having less reverb now because you're more confident mm-hmm. with the voice. And I think that's interesting. Although I think your voice sounded even with the reverb, I think it just sounded it didn't it sounded really confident. Um, this is an interesting story I'll share with you. I was working with Craig Schumacher in Tucson um, last year on this record. He he does a lot of work with Nico Case, and he does a lot of work with um, Devochka and, and bands like that. And he, I said, what is what is the deal with um, all the reverb that uh, that is on? If you could listen to the Devochka records, there's all this. Re- the music is great, but there's so much reverb on the voice. And after about three tracks in, I can't listen to it anymore mm-hmm. because it's just there's so much reverb on the voice. It's just getting in the way of um, it's just getting in the way of the music. Is the way I felt. And he actually said. Um, it's not my decision. Um, he said this. This guy Nick, uh, the singer, is is insistent on it. I've told him it's too much, and he won't do anything about it. <laughs> and yeah. and I so you know if you go look back, and I guess what I'm asking is if you go back to those old records, was that something that 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 a producer kind of had oh, insisted no. you it do, was or was that, that, that was you? I mean, okay. way back to when I lived in Providence, Rhode Island, like and was playing open mic nights at the Custom House Tavern, which doesn't exist anymore. I was all about the reverb from day one mm, i loved it because yeah. it was just like wow this sounds cool i mean i loved shoegaze music i loved all those bands so i still do so i love pink floyd and yeah, i love reverb right, so course. much but yeah. like this was just a, kind of an experiment i think I'll, i still you there's still it's, tons it's not of, dry it's still no, still and then still like reverb. i'm making tons of music all the time like i have a collaborative record called drone flower with 
this Boston musician Steve Brodsky from the metal band um, Mutoid Man Cave In. Oh, but anyway, it sounds like a horror movie soundtrack, and for that. I use tons of reverb on my voice more than ever. That would make ever. sense because it's in the genre. Yeah, right, right. this was just kind of like I. There's two parts in my musicality, I guess. I really love, like, I actually have never known if it's Jillian or Gillian. Gillian Welch, right? I think that's right. Yeah, I love her so much, and that's as dry as it gets. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. I'm thinking of Bill Callahan, where it's just mm-hmm. no. I remember the first time I heard one of his records. It's there's no. It's so shocking. Because his his voice, there's no reverb, and then it's so up in the mix, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that it's great. But I, I, um, yeah, I'm always curious to ask people about that, especially someone who who's kind of you've used it a lot in the past, and you're maybe not using it so much now. But I, the, it seems to be always the vocalists are insisting on it. Certainly, reverb is it gives you a sense of place. It can give you a sense of place. Um, for example, here now. I'm speaking really close to the mic, mm-hmm. so you don't get any any sense of where I am. You're a little farther away, so you get you can hear the room a little more. Um, I think I think playing with playing with the space is interesting. Just take away the plate reverb. Playing with playing with the mic is interesting, but yeah. adding a lot of reverb. I've never been a huge fan of that. No, um, I mean I had millions, not millions. I mean every producer I ever had tried to get me to take it off. Oh, really? It was me oh, that asked for more and more and more, regardless of what anybody right. said. I just it was a, it's an aesthetic. Well, inclination. it's 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 interesting. You hear one <laughs> track and it sounds amazing. It's just a whole record like that. I think oh, yeah. can be too much. Which is so. exactly why I, with this new record, I there's very little on it, and the rec the songs are short and there's only 11 songs on the record like i kind of learned yeah. what works and what doesn't it's very intimate and yeah it's amazing the stuff sounds amazing thanks. congratulations yeah thanks so i we have a little bit of time left um and i wanted to play this record that you brought in last time which is this julie cruz record that we both love mm-hmm. um floating into the night and Perfect. uh falling um people may recognize this from twin peaks thanks for coming in it is my pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is WZBC 90.3. <laughs> ¶¶ 